All right, welcome to the Awation Station for the Everyone Tries Tribe all the way across the Everyone Nation. It's the 888th frequency. This is your host, Mr. Corey, one of many. Hey, so this very special episode is currently in real time and it's 3.57 a.m. on the 1st of July, 2019. And the reason why I'm so energized and so charged up is because I just watched lovely Lady Lynette's video that is just so ironic because here I am um, on my YouTube channel specifically, I am talking about the mystery of marriage and oh my gosh, her most recent video, it just says divorce with this cool kind of like Instagram inspired text very very provocative right so that's what's got me up and in, in a real so but i'm energized because i i have been <laughs> i've been writing this like unbelievable epic lover story that has to do with her and has to do with myself but has to do with like way more than that and so before we get into that part and just follow my social media channels, Mr. Corey James, The Mystery of Marriage, I'm already on. I'm going to be doing 2.7, which is almost the wrap of season two of The Mystery of Marriage. And I got to be honest with you, this is going to get so interesting because in my experience, which of course she's unaware of, she's already written me off apparently. She like let go of love and there was a moment where whew, I just felt free and I've never felt I'm free as a bird. And I watched this, I watched the whole episode. That's what made me go, all right, I need to make an episode tonight and, and critique this because Lynn, you and I were anointed to be script doctors, not, not storytellers. Script doctors means we get to tell people what's wrong with their scripts. So I've got to, I've got to, I got to follow through on my own principle that I firmly believe that critical cre creative criticism, you begin with, here's what's wrong with your script, and then let's talk about what's actually right about it. So that's what this is about. That's what this whole episode that you can count on is I'm going to, um, and Lynn just represents what the whole bride is. So she is, you know, putting out a message of divorce. I'm putting out a message of marriage. So I find it very interesting. So her and I have had so many sacred, not just our union of marriage, not just being anointed by a script doctor, but not just any script doctor. Like, we'll leave that for another time. She knows. Um, but all these other eternal things, supernatural dreams, supernatural visions, sons and daughters prophesying, old men dream dreams. I mean... How far do we need to go with the whole the cast of mystical creatures that have come in and out of our frequency, Lynette? It's almost as if it was like eternally designed that there was some sort of purpose for us to come together and begin our epic lover story. Like where we grew up together in the same town and we end up moving to LA together. We just can't seem to stay away from each other. Even when we're separated, it seems that we're, our energies still draw us to this conversation. And what's strange, not strange, what's really cool, I think about what was the inception? Because I've had plenty of time to meditate on you as I am finally releasing this incredible story. 
Um, from where I'm coming from, again, you're right. I have my perspective and you'll have yours, but you can write it how you want, but I'm going to tell it true. Um, I hope that, I hope that you do as well. But when we first sat down, what really drew me to you more than anything, even before we were romantic, was, and of course there was romance in it and so much chemistry, as you said. Oh my gosh, it was our conversations. Lynette, it was our conversations. You know, oh, do you remember like sitting down and being able to, the way you kind of smudged over that, I just want to be like, wait a minute. Let's not, let's pause the meter for a second and go into the depth of like, for me, what you need to know is, I never thought that that was possible. I never thought that I would be able to like sit down and go in that level of depth and that level of width and being able to share of myself and feeling so received. And just like you put it, like, I'm not getting sick of this person. And I get sick of people really easily. <laughs> I get bored. So do you. And we come together and there's all sorts of other magic that came with that. And listen, what you were not able to divulge in that state of your, of your life because you were still processing it, the same was going on in me. And I didn't know because I was still so close to it about my lovers, my ex-lovers, and the decisions that were made of being unfaithful and, you know, those things. That affected me a lot. And you know that to a point. You know that to a point. But the truth of the matter is, I wasn't even, you don't know, and that's not necessarily your fault. I didn't know how deeply that my unprocessed pain was connected to romance and connected to being cheated on and having an, an infidelity in a dating relationship. And again, I look back and like, I made those decisions. I made those decisions to manifest that. And I conducted myself in a relationship the best that I knew how with the tools that I had, which were limited. You know, um, I grew up in uh, a family, poor communicators and, you know, poor in the communication department. And, and of course, the intimacy levels were like super low as a result. And so, but yet that's what I craved more than anything. I wanted to be intimate. I wanted to have companionship. So when I threw myself out there the way that I did so hard and people from my hometown, I don't even have to say much. People have known me like, dude, that guy like went all the way forward. I was engaged when I was like 20, 21 years old. That did not go the way that I expected. At the bottom caved out of my life. It was very, very painful. And I come out like a phoenix from the ashes and I'm doing my thing, going, okay, fuck that, whatever. And then I fall in love again. And I fall in love with someone that was so complimentary, so different. She awoke in my soul. She was my muse. She was the one that made me want to write songs in a totally new way. And uh, that's what it was. You know, she, I bless her. It was so, you know, a very different experience. But again, very painful, feeling like, wow, that was something I really pined over and there it was. So now I'm stuck like, you know what? Like, fuck this. <laughs> like, I really, really wanted that to work so much even more so because of that first time I gave my heart away and even my, my, the ring, uh, I was that serious about giving myself over to someone. So again, like round two, after like, I wasn't like a lot of girls, I was one at a time. After that, man, I was like full on in my entrepreneurial phase and made that kind of my relationship. 
and I had some, you know, shallow relationships. I was very, you know, I was upfront. I was like, I'm not looking for things, but I just, I was broken. I was broken. I didn't know how to say that because I'm so good at just continuing to do things and create. That's, that can be a crutch for me. And that's me processing just recently in my whole rebirth. I'm like, I'm radically honest. I'm transparent. That's me all the way, whatever you, if you don't like it, too bad. Like, I've never cared about what anybody think, but now I want, I'm just going to speak whatever is true. But man, that's, that was really, really, I didn't know how to say, I didn't really know how, ouch, I'm, this really hurts, or I don't know about that. Man, being able to say I didn't know was hard for me for a while, because there was so much that was out of my control, and my family, and Communication's always been very, very much a mega theme in my life, obviously, communication. But it started when I was a stuttering kid, so then that's coming up, you know? And then insecurity of like, okay, now how am I going to bring myself, before I even get to Lynette, this is the backstory. I'm getting to you, my darling. Um, this is the untold story, even to you. There wasn't enough time and the last thing you needed from me, I get it, in marriage was me telling you this love story when what you wanted was me to pitch in. I heard you loud and clear, and I felt you, which is why all I've been doing is working with a very clear vision and faith, which is evidence of things not yet seen, and also evidence for you, my dear. So uh, <laughs> you forget why, I, why, why the narrator, you know? Um, hence my position. But going back to building to this, marriage epic story leading up to you is very important especially coming from me because you knew from a distance you knew from the stories of others um about but you didn't know from me you didn't know exactly what i was going through and of course i didn't want to talk about that too much with you because you knew them both you knew both of my exes and like that's strange like for me that's strange it's not like i met you but i was like I don't want convenient, Lynette. I don't want easy. I don't want what I, I want you. I wanted you and I didn't know that. So here's where it comes to a really interesting turn. I'm completely checked out and I'm completely disengaged. I believed in marriage so much and now I'm, ironically I'm at a point where I don't even believe in marriage anymore. Oh, man, I tried. And then all of a sudden I meet you. I meet you and you're dating a girl. But I really met you. Like, I re-met you. And I didn't know about all this more elevated mystical shit. I didn't have as many experiences just like you. But going back, our souls, oh my goodness. There you are again. Here we meet. So sitting down, drinking that wine. get getting It's like getting to know each other all over again. It's like, I feel like I've known you. For so long, what is going on inside of me? Like, you're dating a girl, but you're really giving me, like, some vibes. Like, what is going on? If I'm being honest, Lynette, from the beginning, it's the opposite of, of wanting to avoid commitment. I, what that, re I wish, I wish you were able to see this. What that represented was a deep sense of fear and wanting to be able to trust somebody with this thing that I've tried but I knew I was young so I didn't know any better and I knew up here in my mind that that's something that could change but if I was being connected to my heart I was my heart was so broken 
so broken, but I could play very cool and I figured out how to empower myself and be, and, and be successful and whatever that meant to me, just doing what I loved. And that, that's what drew you to me. And that's what drew me to you because you're a performer's daughter. And of course I'm like, well, I'm not gonna be married because what kind of woman is gonna be able to like keep up with these things that I like to do? And then I meet you and I was like, this is such a trip. And you were like best friends with my ex. Like, wow, this can't happen. Like, but it's so undeniable. It's so unbelievably undeniable. And you and I both know that. So why was it difficult? Why was it challenging? You're right. You, you, you and I approaching each other in a relationship and being committed and intimate, that's a, that should be a committed partnership. That is me hands and knees before God, bowing myself low and before you and going, that is so wrong, publicly, before anybody and any gentleman out there, let my mistake of how that wound, even before my marriage, I caused that wound. And I take full responsibility for that. That's now, was that something I was intending to do? No, that's why I was like, listen, the commitment is the only thing that I have. And I have to be able to test this on a deep level. And it's not because I want to test you, but because I have to test for me so that I am actually 100% click. Because a commitment to me is not like some people out there. It's like I can make a commitment and if it doesn't go my way or it doesn't do it at the timing in which I thought, I'm out. That's not commitment. That's not what a commitment is. So if, if it meant that for me, I was a little bit reluctant to give the only thing that I know is going to bind me into my agreement, but then you have all of me, that's what I knew. I, that's what I knew that you, Lynette, wanted and what you deserved. But me being able to manufacture that and telling you something versus I am in alignment with my heart. I am in alignment with my mind and my soul in this commitment. And that's what I knew marriage meant. So of course, the first step is, can I, can I align myself and, and get within my alignment with, uh, within my own priorities, my own management of what that means to be able to say, I'm committed to you. And that was, had nothing to do with you. That had everything to do with me going, I have an incentive now. I have a deep incentive. And of course, I, there's so much I didn't tell you because that's not how it works. If I'm telling you everything that I'm feeling, that is the equity. That is the economy, what's going on. And I, I had to learn to be wise with my emotions. I had to learn to be wise because in the past I wasn't. I just gave them away. I gave them away so freely and loved so hard. And it, it really, really put me into a, a, a very deep, a deep pain that I did not know how to, I didn't, for a while I didn't know how to cope. I didn't know what to, what to do. I didn't expect it. It was very, very difficult. And I didn't really, I've had, I haven't had a time, I guess, to really voice that. Cause I just, I guess I don't do that. So that's what this is about. You know, it's about being, about using your voice, not necessarily your looks or your beauty or your, or the appearance or the numbers, but just your voice, voice to voice. Just like how it started. For me, Lynette, you and I, it was just this. It was just sitting down, the sound of your voice, the sound of your stories, the sound of what was on your heart, the things you were dreaming of, that right there. And then leading up to now, 
kind of, yes, we were on, we were off from where you're standing from. For me, I've been still just trying to stay true to what I've been doing, but I'm like, you're my person. <laughs> you're my person. It's so much so that if you're not my person for a little while, I already know. But I have this much bigger, broader, I guess, perspective where right here, right now, it's tempting to try to control because things aren't going like, well, I knew that we were supposed to be married. So whatever. And I'm like, you know, I do too. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I-, I can't disagree with you, but I still got things inside of me that are coming from a previous relationship. Again, Lynette, make this very clear inside of your narrative. You told me that before me, you were um, the one in control. You were the one in charge, essentially. You were the one that, that could break the heart. And in this case, you come to me, and because, again, I, would have, I wish it were you from the beginning, you know? And this is why our story is so challenging, and which is why you've given me grace in times abundance of grace and I've given you grace beyond what you probably understand and there's times you've given me grace beyond what I'm able to understand isn't that what love does it pushes us to our boundaries beyond what we can just think we're accomplishing ourselves and so so for me it wasn't I'm making you wait I'm making you do this it's I know that on the deepest level you and I need to be together but we need to we need to groove and process through a lot because for me, you're gonna get, you're gonna get something, on a because I've from a very young age, marriage has been something I've dreamed about. Being a dad is being something I've dreamed about. And my mother, long before all this spiritual awakening, my mother has been the realest shit ever, showing me what a godly woman has been. So you know, I've tapped into learning how to be a prayer warrior learning how to be very spiritually sensitive and connected and I thank my mother for that and at the same time I have had my own my own spiritual awakening I've had my own understanding that happened right when we got married you know and before that leading up to it you know your story of 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 I'm dating these guys to motivate you that's that's not what it was it wasn't you're dating these other people it's you need to stop dating other people because every time you do that, it's cheapening this thing that I know that we have and I'm putting it to the test, putting it on hold to go, if, before you hold them close, you gotta let them go. So I'm like, if you need to go date a bunch of people for whatever reason, you've had to do that. And then we keep coming back. Why is it because it's this tumultuous vortex? No, because God's at work. God's at work in your life and God's at work in my life. And there's room and respect for that. So for me, yes, you know, I don't want to see you with anybody else. But if you're making conscious choices and it's coming from a place of not manipulation, but I genuinely want to be with this person, then be with that person 100% and free me. But that's not what it was. It was you couldn't stop talking about me dating these other people, which is super annoying. And guess what? <laughs> I had the exact same situation. I'm like, I was, you know, I dated somebody and I tried. And it was like the whole time I'm like, this is not what, this is not the same thing. But you, everything needs to be tested. Everything great. You want to be a great story, Lynette, like me? Then all of it needs to be tested. Even this. Our marriage needs to be tested on every single level. Why? Our dating relationship needed to be tested on every level. Why? 
Our whole entire upbringing need to be tested on the deepest levels, the things that you're going to still continue to be processing. Because why? I know you so well. I know you on levels that you don't even know yourself. I have been observing you in ways that you have no idea that are a huge benefit to you. But as we, but again, you know, as our, we've made our way, I've, I've hearing you narrate your story. I'm like, you got to hear mine too, though. You've got to hear, it's not about two sides to every story. It's, it's two holes make this whole other force. You're a whole person. I'm a whole person. You're a whole story. I'm a whole story. And we're making this whole other epic story. The collision between you and I with, without wisdom could be we were fighting each other. We were just fighting so much and it was so heavy. No, there was generational, psychological, sure, but let's get honest. There's generational uh, spirits and generational patterns that were trying to come up through me and trying to come up through you all at the exact same time to stop the very thing that brought us together that you and I have tried to ignore I've tried to do that. You could say all you want. I know that's what you think you're supposed to say. I filed and it's done. I'm not going back. Whatever. If that's, what, if that's the thing that you finally commit to because you've said so many things. I thought, yeah, just like we were separated and I thought we were never going to be together again. That's your story. But that's a bullshit story. You know, you tell stories, but they're not always very good ones. Same thing I've mentioned to your dad too. I was like, there are stories. I'll admit, you tell a story fine. You tell a story just fine. It doesn't make it a true story. doesn't make it a very inspiring story. doesn't make it very good. So that's how you want your story to go. It's like, yeah, I'm the, guy, I'm the girl that divorced my husband because he just couldn't get it together. This is how you think it's going to go? I just want to make sure I've got your story straight. So it's, I, he couldn't get it together. He couldn't really pull his weight Oh, poor guy. He just couldn't pull his weight. You know, how emasculating. That can sound very emasculating to someone. That could really crush someone's spirit. You know, seeing your wife who got a gig because of your business background and the combination of her beauty and her talents together. It was a two-for-one deal. Just like marriage. Two-for-one. We get married, and then she's able to manifest this dream gig after we get married. Isn't that something? Now, the money hits her account. Great. God wants her to experience purchasing power and wants her to experience what's going to happen in Lynette's world when she gets what she really wanted, what her dad wasn't able to give her, what she thought her husband might be able to give her, but then realized, no, he's not going to be able to. I'm going to go get it myself. And in your mind, if you thought you manifested that, and again, you thought you manifested that, But we do a little bit more digging here, folks, and we get the story straight. And again, we're being truthful. We're being transparent. We're being honest. We're being loving. We're being full of light. We're not just telling stories. We're being truthful. So listen, the truth is if the money hits your account, well, listen, just because I didn't have access to it from the beginning doesn't mean (laughs) that it isn't mine. Doesn't mean that my value having an intellectual property company for eight years and your, your bosses look up my mentors and they look up my background and they go, wow, this is a pretty um, special husband. He's not your average beauty guru husband. Um, and that's, there's some wonderful things to say about me and 
and um, very respectful. We still have a relationship. Some of the executives at Ipsy and working on some things right now. Um, and so, listen, at that level, that's, that's how that story goes. So the elevation of someone's career, um, the elevation of our career. Now, if that wasn't viewed that way and you made your own mind about it because it's hitting your bank account, well, that's a decision. That is, that is a story. That's not a completed story, however. That's actually not what's going on. <laughs> and that's not what went on. And here's what's so interesting. At the same time where the narrative is going to get correct, it's being corrected this as we speak. Um, and as it's getting corrected from behind the scenes, right? There's all this mystery about behind the scenes, casting doubt. It's very obvious that the audience, the audience that follows Lynette um, could, could read between the lines and go, he was abusive. And it's better to say that than to look at yourself and take radical responsibility and, and then realize, oh my gosh, what if I'm wrong about pretty much everything I've been saying? How would that impact my life? What if everything I believed about my husband that led me to marriage and then I stopped believing in him because I just really started focusing so much on this idea of myself, but apart from him as this separate entity. So much so I had to plan an exit strategy. And if you need any advice, let me show you how to plan an exit strategy. Oh my gosh, that sure seems like a lot of work. That seems like a big old trap, if you ask me. Someone that's pining over someone, pining over marriage, getting inside of marriage, and then things didn't go exactly the way you thought, or they didn't go at the, it didn't happen at the timing in which you thought. So now you have to start telling yourself stories. Now you have to start telling other people those stories. Now those people's belief are that those stories are true. Whoa, collective belief is a real thing, right? I felt it. I felt it when I was like, huh, Be inviting people online, inviting people in on a marriage before it even happens, not recommended. And that wasn't necessarily my choice. It wasn't necessarily what, what I wanted, but who cares? It happened. You know how you know something's supposed to be happening? Because it is, because it's happening. This is why for me, even looking at, here I am putting out the mystery of marriage and I'm looking at a response video right in my face that says divorce. I mean, that puts a smile on my face because it really is one ironic comedy and I am calling bullshit. Because you really think that out there, audience, especially women out there, you guys are emotional creatures. You really think it's possible telling you everything that I'm telling you leading up to that. And there's so much more. And there's so much more for me, isn't I'm not going to tell you all this gnarly shit. I'm going to tell you the 95% of our relationship that has been epic. And I don't focus on the critical at all times. I focus on the good. So the details that I pay attention to would be like, oh my gosh, that's why we need each other. Because Corey, without you, I forget. The very sacred things that she says to me when she affirms me in her journals and she's affirmed me when she's not super focused on this ideal or idol of the audience and their opinion and their reactions and their comments about her performance. A very edited performance that needs a lot of work. Script doctor, 
Blessing allows me to say, here's what's wrong with your script, Lynette. You're not being truthful. If you were being truthful, there would be freedom. And I would see that light in your eyes. And I watched the whole video and I was like, nah, <laughs> no way. You're really excited. I didn't buy that for a second. I want you to be excited. I'm not taking anything away, but I know your eyes. I know when you're lying and I won't tell you. But I'm like, well, she's going to have to work that out on her own. But I've tried to say to you, speak to me. And here's why you get so frustrated. And here's why you've gotten so angry. Because there's something in you that really wants to be truthful. There's something so like ferociously fiery, passionate. And I am the most concerned about that part of you. The part of you that you've been hiding. The part of you that you're still hiding, ayahuasca or not. I've talked to even some of your friends who I bumped into, and I will remain nameless, who had some very interesting things to say. Not bad, but just interesting. It's all so interesting. On the subject of like someone who's done uh, you know, ayahuasca like many, many times, and uh, apparently doing ayahuasca doesn't really mean shit because it really depends on what you're bringing to the table. If you are wanting to avoid something or you're, you're capable of avoiding an ego, you easily, easily can. And if you're hiding something so deep down, you're not even sure if you're conscious of it, then you most certainly can't think of yourself being able to be transparent and truthful in other areas of your life. That's not possible. So what I'm calling out is a very gently and a very loving invitation to say, look, this is somebody who's your husband your brother, your dad, your mom, nobody can speak about um, you the way that I can. And I guess the same is true. This is why it's so interesting. Of all the things you can say about me, Lynette, even when I asked you towards the end, I was like, say something about me that you think is affirming. And you had a really tough time doing that. There was deep resentment and you were not clear of where it was rooted. So it was easier for you to say you. It's easier for you to blame me. And I get that. That's my job, right? I'm, I'm a strong energy and um, I'm, a, I'm a rainbow light energy. So there's all sorts of shades, all sorts of colors. Whatever you need, I've got it for you. And sometimes you've needed some very strong energy because you are very powerful. But um, we, are, we are not your average bears. And we, were, we came into this world wired with very specific powers and very specific energies, yours and mine combined, without the right help. And we have spent thousands of dollars on, on, on counseling. No, no, no. You have used our community funds to go invest in yourself, self-care, self-focus, self-development. But you forgot who you were. You forgot who you signed up for. The reason why you've experienced so much pain and why the water works and why there was so much and what I represent to you is apparently this impossible figure to love and that's all that it was about why you resent me and apparently hate me. There's hatred that can't has come through you and you don't really talk about that openly but I'm like, I've called you out. I'm like, you have a part of you that's convinced that you hate me and you don't know why. And you haven't been honest. And I'm telling you, I have done the work listening to you, listening a lot, just as, I mean, a lot more to you, but a lot to your father. And there's a lot of anger connected to you and your father. It's not healed. 
So, of course, me caught in the middle as a husband, I could be Ryan Gosling and the greatest thing ever, but then I'm the worst thing ever. But that's not me. That's not me changing. That's you changing your mind about me. That's eating the fruit of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. That's what that means. So when you're like, oh my gosh, you and I, we're like Adam and Eve. We even look like it. Yeah. Kind of like the consciousness of Adam and Eve when you take mushrooms and you said you saw the whole consciousness thing coming back together. That's your consciousness going back to the garden and getting that story straight. So you trying to talk about divorce, but not even knowing how the marriage story goes. So I'm over here studying the first three chapters of Genesis going, hey, maybe... Maybe this is all one hoax and the Bible's not real and whatever. All I know is I know how the story goes. And I know where it goes awry in chapter 3. And I start going, as a man, Adam gets rebuked for listening to his wife. But there's this blame game chain where, like, I get deceived by the serpent. I didn't know. I, I get deceived by the serpent. And then, well, what, what is this that you've done? Well, the Eve deceived me. My wife de- deceived me and I ate. And so uh, now I'm naked. And so he curses the snake, apparently. If that's true, it wasn't a lie, right? Eve is coarse. This talking serpent made me do it. Well, whatever. God's like, don't do it. You should have been like, Adam should have been like, what if Adam was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What did you do? You're eating the, tr- tr- the fruit of the, that's the one thing he said, don't eat. Why did you eat that? No, no, no. I'm not going to eat that. No, no, no. It's really good. I don't care if it's good. I don't care if it's good to know good and evil and decide when someone's doing right and when someone's doing wrong. I don't care about that. I care about what God said. And that's not religiosity. That's me just going, yo, I was made by God. You were made out of my womb. You were made for me. The reason why you were so drawn to me, Lynette, is because you were right. You were made for me. You were made for this vision that started long before you were in my life. You were drawn to my vision where you call your parents after you saw my vision and go, oh my God, I just saw myself in that vision because I'm a part of it. That's why. So just like, the, just like how it works, this is how marriage works. God brings a counterpart to a man that's ready for marriage. So to say I wasn't ready for marriage is wrong or we wouldn't have ever been married. We only got married because I was ready for marriage. And God gets a man ready for marriage, not a man. That's why not everybody gets married. And the more I talk to men about this, the more they're like, yeah, man, I don't know. Talking to a 43-year-old guy today, handsome, successful, has lived a really powerful life, really productive, has never been married. This is the most provocative subject. Divorce, simple, repeatable, boring story. You know exactly how it goes. Now, marriage... That's provocative because it's the thing that not everybody does and everyone would do it if it was easy. You know, if it was, if marriage was all about everything, you getting what you thought you wanted, then it would be the easiest thing ever. But the problem is not how are both people going to get what they want unless they figure out what it means. Like what exactly does marriage mean? Does it mean this eternal commitment that God unites, that no man can separate, no woman can separate? That's why I'm like, I don't believe in divorce because I already just agreed that I believe in this eternal thing called marriage. Like, it's not possible. That's me lying. 
So if you go, I now believe in this thing called divorce, and I now believe in these things called exit strategies from something that should not have an exit strategy, that's not on me. That's eating the fruit. That is being deceived, which is why you're Eve and I'm Adam. I'm about life and humanity. So in this illusion of self, this illusion of what this draw to ascension is, this draw to transcension, the reason why there's, again, I have to point out what's wrong with the script in my Eve is, hey, if you're being transparent and truthful, why won't you call me? Why won't you face me? Why won't you look me in the eye and say, I'm not in love with you anymore. I don't love you anymore. And, you're, and you know what? You're such an amazing actress. I don't, I don't doubt that you would be able to uh, completely look me in the eye and say those words. But just like other words that you say, you're not connected to your heart. But I know you, Lynette. Just like God says to the bride, just the same. This is why this is so hilarious. I just know my target audience, but I'm speaking to the whole bride. So every message that you hear, like, should I be hearing this? That's kind of what Lynette and I have carved for ourselves is, should we be watching this? <laughs> should we be listening to this? Wait, is, he t- is this him like sending a voice note to his wife, but I'm like listening to it on this podcast? Like, I don't really know what this is. Well, it's a mystery show. In the mystery of marriage, it's just all one big mystery. And in the midst of this, these other things that are being manifested in the world. And Lynn, this is so fun for me. You've got to be honest. The reason why I'm having blast, despite what you do, you're wrong. You're wrong because you're not being truthful. And everything that you saw in me, everything that you believed in me about, you were right. You do have clairvoyant gifts after all, you know? <laughs> they started with me. And it's like, despite whether you believe me or not, you did resent me, you did hate me. It's a part of the process. You may even need to completely follow through and go through with a divorce. But publicly, I'll say it just as much because I guess like privately, you won't communicate with me, but you're going to go online and talk about the... I'm talk, going around talking about marriage. And you're going online wanting to talk about divorce? Well, game on, I guess. The game is, it's not really made the most interesting. May the most truthful person earn the right to dictate how things are going to go. No, we're not going to get divorced because you're wrong. You know, somebody that wants to be right so bad, you'll even just dramatically create this whole scenario in your mind just so that you ended up you know, manifesting what you thought you needed to do. You've done this many times. You sent my shit to Tucson. You'll download legal separation papers just to convince in your mind that you had to go through all these things. So it is, it is apparent that as I am becoming more truthful and becoming the light and getting more refined, being a voice to the generation, it is very obvious that you are going that direction too. You're going where I'm headed or you would have never been drawn to me in the beginning. You're going, but it, it appeared... It appeared for a time, just like the story of Lynette and Gareth, right, Lynette? <laughs> this arrogant woman that's an idol that uses her beauty to get the attention of the kings and King Arthur's court. And the whole time, her, her lover, she sees him like as the hired help and is arrogant and disrespectful to him until... That very special moment, he reveals his true identity 
as like <laughs> a co-king of sorts, meaning like he's like not just a he's not just a knight, but he's like you know the master of ceremony of the knights, so to speak. Listen, it's all so much stranger than fiction, isn't it? And especially as I keep uh I keep it a hundred with you, Lynette, you know, like <laughs> I this is like the moment where I reveal my identity and like you don't know what that means, but I do. Just like when I told you the whole time, I'm like, hey, you wanna get curious about what I'm doing in there? You might find it really fascinating. It it appears that you've written me off in your mind the way that you've written your dad off. And you can't hear it anymore from me. You can't hear it anymore from him. Why? Because you got the money. I'm not giving you the money. He's not giving you the money. But it became about money. It became about the appearance of the facade of security, the facade of, of you know, this ascension. An ascension of ego? Most certainly. Um, an ascension of language? Most certainly. If you're going to marry a writer like me, if you're going to be the daughter of a magician like your dad, the difference is, you know, I'm not really just repeating other people's stories. I know how to write things down for myself and memorize them. And then I say them out loud in front of others and they seem to borrow my language. That's like what it's, that's like a writer that's writing for an actress or an actor. So I've been very aware, Lynette, that you found this niche as a woman going, if I look this beautiful and I can speak like my husband and I can speak like my dad when I need to, that works really, really well for me, especially around other women. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, now, if you had the, the fortitude and the experience and the discipline necessary for those words to be centered well when i watch you speaking from that place i look into your eyes and in contrast to that youtube video oh my goodness it was it was so obvious the moment i looked it was like nope nope sorry i'm the guy to tell you (laughs) i'm the guy to tell you whether you're being truthful or not i the carpet isn't matching the drapes you know and I I know it I know it on such a deeper level than you even will even get it give it credit. You you take a moment like I've taken a moment and do the math and figure how how this is going to work. Here 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 it is. Here's because I've I've had to look into this because I've been presented with things like I filed for divorce. It's over, really. So I talked to my attorney. I have an attorney, you know now, unfortunately, and we look it up. And that's not true because in California, again, it's a 50-50 state and it doesn't really matter, you know, um, any, I mean, all marriages that anyway. But in, the, in California, you know, I got to call, you know, get in touch with an attorney and I get a great one. Thank, thank the Lord for always getting my back and taking care of me. I got these angels surrounding me everywhere I turn. Even in the most uncomfortable situations, I've been greeted with the most specific individuals. Like everything is ordered i'm i'm experiencing such power and uh and just orchestration choreographed orchestration so anyway man as i found out you want to talk about processing what it looks like is all right so 
First of all, it costs like $500, and then once it's filed, it's automatic in the system. So it's like, you're claiming you filed for a divorce, and you even made a video, and you said it's, it's official. I feel so good about this and so complete. Very bold statements. But you haven't even paid the fee. You haven't even like done the process yet to where it's official. How come? Well, when you do, let's say you forgot to pay that fee with our community funds, Here's how it works in California. I don't make up the laws. This is the whole like divorce laws. And by the way, this, these do not come from God. This is why they're so shitty. So Lynette, the time where you definitely, definitely should not quote unquote float away from your belief in me because it might get like, oh shit, he just became like Gareth. <laughs> He just completely revealed who his real identity was. And I totally misread that. And now your story sucks. I'm sorry. Now your story sucks even more. And it's not very heroic. If you want to be the heroine in your own journey, I'm sorry. It's not going to be through divorce. You're kind of stuck. Not that you're stuck with me. But you getting remarried on these terms and then having to deal with your story will dissolve the moment I reveal my identity this week. <laughs> and you're going to know what I mean. And I'm not, doing it, I'm not doing it to hurt you. In fact, the opposite. The whole time, everything I've been doing. And this is what the, the bridegroom has to say to the entire bride. I know, that you're in, I know that you're experiencing hurt and you're experiencing pain. And you think it's because of me. And I will shoulder it. I will shelter it. And I'll, I'll love you and I'll forgive you. Without, and... And, and accept you without condition. But it doesn't make it true about who I am. Just because you think that that's who I am doesn't mean that that's who I am. Let me show you. Come and walk with me. Come and talk with me. Let me show you what you haven't seen before. So that's, that sounds romantic and lovely, but in this day and age where everything's moving a million miles an hour, show me the money. So if that's what it takes, if that's what it's going to take for someone that's still very much idolizing the materialistic world, no matter how you slice it, because if that's the reason, then that's the only reason why we're getting a divorce. Because apparently, if I would have pulled my weight, and you know I was <laughs> the whole time, because I can prove it, and I'm gonna. Pr the reason why I'm smiling every time because I'm like, you want to talk about pulling my weight? This story that's going to be revealed, whether I am. Whether my wife divorces, whether Lynette divorces me or not, I won't be divorcing her. But, you know, despite whether that happens, I'm still going to be revealing truth that makes that story, Lynette, not very good. Because the, the audience, in your case, you really care about the audience a lot. And that audience, for me, and my story is um, is going to be on a magnitude that you can't even fathom. And only I know what that means and those that I'm working with. But, it, you know, not that that's what it matters. It's not about being famous. It's about, like, you had your, like, your likeness licensed from you. In the future, that's, like, how it's going to be. It's, like, our, our licensing of our likeness, like, characters. So in that spirit of things, um, you know, I have been very much concealing and very much withholding the revealing of some very precious 
uh, maneuvers and some very precious arrangements and very precious integration of multiple platforms. And it's all crystallizing in one simple beginning to a series of transactions that I've been building for a long time. And it was all for our families. It was all for, you know, are you in a position, Lynette, to create generational success and wealth for your family the way that you want to? Um, I know for me, that's what's been motivating me the most. It's like, I, I hear you, and I know that the idea of right now adding a little bit more money to our already solid pool of money that's coming in for doing very little work um, for very little effort, just plenty of money just magically manifesting. And uh, the whole entire time, I'm listening to what I'm being commanded to do. And it was not what I expected, but everything that happened outside of marriage was not what I expected. And I was quiet. I went inward. Um, I went inward as much as I needed to in order to uh, still remain productive and still being able to manage to the best of my ability with what I had, um, doing what I've been called to while at the same time focusing on nurturing and holding space. Nurturing to me is I'm holding space for someone that is unaware of what's going on inside of them. And as a result, being dishonest and unfaithful and untrue. And that's not what this woman that I married is. And that's not what she committed to. So what is a husband supposed to do, right? Riddle me this. And this is what the conversation I had today, like, bro, because you're married, this is such an interesting situation. And I feel for you. Because, Lynette, you're not ready. You haven't been ready to face. And it's okay if you never have to. If you ever get curious, I'll share, but only in what you need to hear. Of how much pain. You know, it's very obvious. You wanted me to feel some pain. Some pain that you have felt. And you made sure of it. You made sure of it. And you wished me the best. And everything in the name of concern and love. You know, that's not, that's not really true. Right? That can't be fully true if... The things that you either unconsciously, and I hope unconsciously, or if you consciously did, you knew you were going to be really hurtful. You knew it was going to be really hurtful um, to leave me the way that you did. And listen, you want to talk about, you know, unconditional acceptance when Gracie was being euthanized and you called me right before that moment happened and you just wanted to know who was with me. And I'm I'm sorry, I, I didn't expect that. I thought it was going to be something some condolences or something you would offer and being that we kind of met through our dogs and knowing if that were cash, he got hit by a car, he could have died, right? But this was my dog dying and no no compassion, no sympathy, the way you felt for Gracie turning cold is the same way you felt for me. And um, that was a very strong indicator that day where it was a very strong separation and the last time we saw each other the truth of the matter is that was one of my biggest tests with you and you have been the biggest source of my test with my without raising my voice with my hands clasped in my lap you <laughs> choosing to <clears throat> cross every line necessary and i did not retaliate to you lynette i didn't respond that wasn't me it wasn't me that made you do those things the volatile 
disrespectful, defiling things that came out and through your vessel directed towards me, that's not, that's not love. That's not truth. That's not transparency. That's not honesty. If we're waking up together and we're ascending, well, <clears throat> well, let's be truthful of how this works. Apparently, those that believe in divorce like yourself, apparently, I don't believe that for a second. I looked in your eyes. I was like, this is some bullshit. Sorry. <clears throat> you're, you're a great actress, but I know when you're telling the truth and I know when you're acting. I've always known. That's what's so frustrating for you is because other people are completely conceding to what you think you want them to do. Which is fine. That's a part of your maybe Aquarian nature. But the reason why I'm in your life is because that's some bullshit. That's not what life is about. Life is about being confronted with whatever's going to make you better. And that's why I married you. And I knew. I was like, I rolled the dice. I was like, this could very well turn into the most painful thing ever because I've never given this away to anyone. So sure enough, it did. But you know what I committed to before God? I'm going to make your life better. And I am. I'm making your life better by doing this. I'm making your life better by what I've been doing the entire time that you've been standing above me and being disrespectful and belittling me and making small of that like it's okay because you were so hurt. Well, you know what? Maybe I wasn't as bad as you thought, Lynn. Maybe one day you're going to realize, you know, I might see myself one day and realize I have to change my story. Well, unfortunately, it seems that the only way you're going to be able to get that story straight is if you have to see it to believe it. And if that's what it takes, please prepare yourself. (laughs) Put on, hold on to your hats. It's going to be a really interesting ride. And consider consciously humbling yourself and maybe reeling some things back. Put it out there. Here's, a, here's an interesting detail, and this will all come to the surface. That apparently increase in your career is not the truth. That's not how, that's, that's not how that goes. We get married. We get, um, we get this situation with Ipsy. We, our community funds, now become something for three years. You filing for a divorce means you paid a fee. Now we're actually filed, whether you file or I file, no matter what, this is how it works. Every single penny from after we got married <clears throat> gets accounted for. So let's just say Ipsy because it's basically the exact same thing. Every single penny at Ipsy will be accounted for. Just because you're saying we have no assets, that's not how it works. It's not true. Because however much salary that Ipsy gave us, over the last three and a half years will be totaled. There's nothing you can do to hide from that legally. The court says you, can, you have to expose that. Um, oh my gosh, and I'm getting a message right now. <laughs> so cool. Wow, so interesting. In real time, the text messages that I'm getting, it's so good. Um, so anyways, back to the horrible, unfortunate details, but this is just how it goes. Um, this is just how it goes is I guess the total, total amount of funds to, to the date of, of when that, when it was filed. So let's say it wasn't filed yet. You hurry and get that filed because you're so certain. Well, <clears throat> then all of a sudden 
The same accounting has to happen. There's got to be a complete transparency of everything. And then all of a sudden you divide that number in half. Super easy to do. And that's what it is. So if everything now that's been traced, it's like the little, you know, because you were in control. You wanted to be in control of our finances. You wanted to be the finance manager. That's cool. But if you didn't do a good job managing those finances according to the law of marriage, that might be the thing that helps you realize how this story really went. Um, and maybe the people who learn the hard way or people learn people that are arrogant, if this is how it has to go, great. There's a lot of arrogant people in the world. Lynette, you represent a character with a lot of arrogant people out there and they can relate to you. And there's a lot of people in our lives that go, I really relate to Lynette. And there's other people who go, I really relate to you, Corey. We're completely different energies. Hello. But, um, that's not me. I'm not one that really has got to learn the hard way. I will not fight to the death. Basically, to, to prove that I'm right, uh, I just, that's not, not in my nature. It really isn't in my character. So, this whole, even this divorce thing, not my thing. I'm not one to, I'll respond. People, Lynn's a fighter, so she has to throw, throw a blow or whatever. I don't recommend you fight against me. I recommend you fight with me because I'm the guy you want to fight with. Especially now. Especially now. You're at this point in time, this is the time you want to be like, if you're wanting to manifest like a conscious partner, like a super warrior of spirit that's about to like make a name out of love like never before and have all the resources in the world to back that. Ooh, now would be the time. Now would be the time to get your story straight because if not, you're going to be that girl in my story that just like jumped ship at the wrong time um, and is going to be stuck paying a bill, a really nasty bill, for a little while until we're officially divorced by law. And that is just not a very good story. That's just not a very good story. That's not a heroine's journey. There's no breakthrough. There's no abyss. There's no atonement. There's no at one We've, we, I, we know how these stories go, Lynette. We know because we're anointed by a script doctor. It's got to be truthful. And if there's something wrong with the script, it's got to be corrected, which is why I'm here. And if there's something that I'm saying that's wrong, by all means, make another video. I encourage you to consider making a, a podcast, but don't edit anything anymore. Why? Because in 2020, if you want to maintain being an influencer, you're going to have to get pretty good at live broadcasts. So, man, it's going to get a lot more juicy, this mystery of marriage, because there's some opportunities that, Lynette, I haven't been able to share yet. At the right time, at the right time, I will reveal one thing at a time. But first and foremost, the nasty details, we've got to shore up if this, if this is true, that have you filed for divorce? If you have, how come it's not showing up? How come it's not, you know, um, showing up the way that it should? And uh, if so, and you're so certain, this is how it goes, apparently. And I'm like, gosh, that's not very cool. If I were in your position, I would not want that. But if you're so, so convinced of your story that you're willing to take it to a, a very painful divorce where you have to pay money and probably not a good time, probably not a good time for that. And I don't want that to be the truth. Instead, I think we should come together and have a conscious 
conversation about you can talk about divorce, I'll talk about marriage, and let's see if we meet somewhere in the middle. I think that could be very intriguing, not only for me, but for a lot of people that are going, I want the truth. Well, you're not getting the truth if you're just listening to Lynette right now because she's not being truthful. Same thing I said to her dad, the magician. I was like, hey, if you were me, would you trust you? I said the same thing to Lynette, and she knows that um, that wouldn't be true. But anyway, what is true? What is love? What is marriage? Keep tuning in.